Aloha and welcome back to the Kauai Real Estate Podcast. Today I thought I'd do a little something a little different and talk to sellers about getting their first offer. So you've listed your property on the market, you're getting ready, you're excited, you're having showings, and then boop, out of the blue, you get your first offer. So every situation is different and of course there are exceptions to every rule, but here are some recommendations and things I have learned about offers to purchase. A quick offer does not mean your property is priced incorrectly. If you get an offer right away on your property, it means you are lucky. A speedy sale is generally a combination of marketing and timing. Uh, Raising your property price as a result of getting an offer really quickly on your property and thinking you're going to hold out for a higher offer rarely has successful results. Again, getting an offer quickly is typically luck. (laughs) It also is the skill of your agent pricing it correctly, the presentation that you and your agent worked on together. It's a lot of factors. Number two, no offer is insulting. Real estate is a business. Even though you may be emotionally attached to your property, that's just not a factor for the buyers in their offer or in the final sales price. They may be emotionally attached, but that's not, that's not what they're trying to accomplish when they write their offer. Now, here's my rule, and there are occasional exceptions, but I generally feel that a seller should counter every single offer. Counter every offer. Uh, maybe not every single offer if you have 20 simultaneous offers, but that's pretty rare. What I mean is if you get an offer and it's low, counter it. In fact, I, I really ask my clients to counter every offer because even if you want to counter at full price or even over full price just to make a point because the offer is low or ridiculous, that's okay with me. But the counter keeps all parties engaged and it also uh, addresses other elements because price is not the only element of a purchase contract. An offer is like a seesaw of a balance of price and terms. So if you are a seller and you're countering a lowball offer, even if you counter at full price, you have an opportunity to clean up the terms, to determine when things are going to be completed, how long the review periods are, what are going to be buyer and seller cost items. So there are a lot of opportunities to make things work a little better by countering even if you counter at full price. Now, of course, full price is generally not where you want to counter, but if you have a $800,000 property and some somebody brings you a $600,000 offer, you're probably going to want to counter at full price just to make the point like, hey, we're happy to engage with you, but we'd like you to come back more in keeping with the market. Now, that's assuming that offer wasn't in keeping in the market. You could be listed at $800,000 and the value could be six, but I digress and that's not what this episode is about. So the next thing, number... Three, I think. Are we on three? One, two, three. I'm not sure. Uh, the first buyer is typically the right buyer. More often than not, the first buyer is the right buyer, even if their first offer is not. Here's the thing. The first person who jumps in line to write an offer on your property is probably the person who wants it the most. So, of course, engaging with them will help you get your property sold. So, the first offer after counters and negotiations is typically the right price. It's a, the market value. A house is worth what a buyer will pay, regardless of what the appraisal is or what the agents think or what the seller thinks. You know, 
where you end up is typically or if you get four offers at a certain price that's typically what the market is dictating you know it it's worth what a buyer will pay for it that's a horrible thing to hear but it's mostly the truth a lot of times seller exchanges uh counter offers with a buyer and the seller doesn't accept the buyer's best and final offer this this happens in my experience the majority of the time the property then sits on the market for quite a while the price continues to get reduced and the property ends up selling weeks sometimes months later for less than that original offer and negotiated price as i touched on before offers are a balance of price and terms an offer can be comprised in many different ways. A strong offer could be a cash offer that's a bit lower, but it's offset by short review periods and a quick closing. One less mortgage payment, that's always a, a good selling factor. Uh, another strong offer could be a higher one with the buyer getting financing, longer review periods, and a distant closing date. Of course, ideally, every seller wants a high offer from a buyer paying cash with a quick closing, but that's not always the case. So make sure to take into consideration both the price and terms when deciding about an offer. And as I mentioned, there are exceptions to every rule, but more often than not, I've found these tips and concepts are consistently true. I think that's all for the short and sweet, I got an offer on my property episode. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. For more episodes, please visit wherever your favorite podcasts are. Uh, this can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play. And if you're looking for links, go to kawaiirealestatepodcast.com. You're always welcome to contact me at kawaiipodcast. I'm sorry, via email, kawaiipodcast at gmail.com. That's K-A-U-A-I podcast at gmail.com. Mahalo for listening. Have a great day.